Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Rodcast. I'm sitting here with Pastor Rod. Right now we've been discuss- discussing worship and, and our worship music written within, but I wanted to talk today about our journey here at Lifehouse. And so let's start off by uh, hearing from Pastor Rod himself. So Pastor Rod, would you share a little bit of your story, uh, of your journey uh, getting saved and and how worship has impacted you? And then we'll talk about our church. Wow. Big, big story. I got saved at 19. I was a fireman in Sydney and I was coming from a completely non-Christian background. My musical taste coming into, into knowing the Lord was really heavy metal and some other, some other influences. And um, so when I came to church, one of the biggest shocks was the music. I, I, I love the people. So, when I talk about music style, it's not about the people. But the church I actually became a believer in was a very old church with um, not that many people and uh, it was just a, a, a simple piano and some, some older songs and singing in a old style and nothing wrong with any of that picture and, and I still bless them to this day. But it just was a shock. It wasn't my cultural style. So I had to then, as a new believer, I had to come to church um, and and try to like the music. And, of course, I love the words because I'm now a believer. I've got the Holy Spirit within and uh, nothing wrong with the words, but it, the style was very much a challenge. It was such a challenge that I wondered if I could bring my friends uh, to church uh, because I, I, knew what, I knew what they were into and it was going to be a challenge. So please let me say again, there's nothing wrong with any style or any age, but there is something there with bringing people in into different cultures and and evangelism. So then I went to another church a little bit later. It's now a famous church, and the music was really different. And uh, as I look back now, four generations ago, I got saved 42 years ago, uh, four generations ago, it was very different than today. (laughs) But it was much more contemporary at that time. In fact, that church was using uh, live drums and trumpets and saxophones, and it was really dynamic and fast and exciting, and and I, I really liked it. I really liked it. And it was also the songs, the words were almost all scripture in song. So now I was learning like Psalm 136 or Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, to contemporary music, and it really helped me to to get the word into my heart and go home humming the song and and, and then singing some of the lyrics, and it really helped my early discipleship and, and to this day. But that was a big shift for me, and then I could invite my friends to a church that I felt uh, was more in line with, the, with my, my culture and my friends' culture, and that helped. It helped, helped evangelism, and that church was seeing so many people come to Jesus every week, and I think a big part of it was the upfront music and I noticed in that church also that the first few songs were very fast and very lively and clapping. And we even did a thing called the, the kangaroo hop, which is a kangaroo jump, which is like everyone actually, we called it dancing, but it was actually jumping. And um, <laughs> and uh, even, even, you know, first-time visitors were just getting into the, the rhythm. And once again, the words were biblical and amazing, uh, and you could go home humming them. But the first couple of few songs were very fast and rhythmic and exciting. And then there was maybe one or two slower songs that 
had great words as well, but were much more reflective and much more people put their hands up and and I could see that and I, I did that too and I felt good about that. Some people didn't do that. That was fine, but it was it was a different expression. It was an expression really of surrender. I give I give to God my best. And so I came to learn that as praise and worship, fast songs, slow songs, which a lot of churches still use that dichotomy today. But after a while, the, the, the style started to change and there became a lot more rock, rock and roll and different styles in the mid-80s, which I also enjoyed. And, and the, the, the slow songs maintained some form of uh, similarity right through. And then um, went to Asia and um, we talked about this last week went to some village churches where they would naturally sing these amazing style of songs. But when I went to the big cities, they were singing more hymns and people were very quiet, Thai people, Thai people here uh, from Thailand. But in the villages were singing more the contemporary style of Thailand. I could see the joy and the dancing and people would get up and the old ladies would get up and they'd be doing their thing with their hands and worshipping God and going in a circle and um, I just wanted to do that. I just thought that was amazing. So once again, I learned contemporary music was a very, very important part of uh, the worship experience or the, the st- coming to a church service and remembering the songs and remembering the words, which was often Bible. And so Australia kept changing and the world kept changing and there was different styles. And we, we, I know that we trialed some songs in Australia in a bit of rap and a bit of hip hop, a bit of rhythm and blues and a bit of gospel and a bit of, and we were in freedom in Australia. I think Australia was known as the country where it was making music available to young people. Um, I, I believe it does have that, that reputation even to this day. And so we were in churches where we could really explore. And as long as the, it was glorifying and the words were uplifting, uh, we could use any style. And I saw that shift. And, and some styles connected in different cities and um, country towns might be a bit different. But uh, basically, the, it, it became very, ho- ho- what's the word, homogeneous, uh, similar across Australia, whether it was um, a Baptist church, a Pentecostal church, or a Catholic church. It was very now a similar group and a similar style in the generation coming to the time we came to Japan in 2002. I think probably Australia is similar today, but maybe more contemporary styles, which you might know more about me than that, Richard. I don't know. But um, that, then we're coming to Japan. And so we had some decisions to make about music. But I might mm-hmm. just throw it to you, Richard, before I talk mm. about Japan. Yeah. What, what about you? What's, what's your experience? Because you're a musician and a singer. How, how does what I spoke about just that reflect in your life as a younger uh, Christian? Um, yeah, well, I grew up, uh, my first 11 years were in New Zealand and then the next 11 years were in Australia. And then after that, it's been Asia. Um, and I grew up in church and, um, yeah, I always loved the worship. Um, but I would say when I was a teenager, I first heard a punk rock song and it, like a pop punks kind of song. And I was like 13 years old. And I just remember like, I heard that sound and was like, wow, like music can be like this. And uh, that had a huge influence on, on me musically um, through all my teenage years. And, um, you know, I got into maybe some more heavy music and different styles um, of music. And in church life, um, the more that, 
that the church music uh, was similar to what I was listening in terms of style because uh, it wasn't, it was a bit different in terms of lyrics. Obviously, they're not, you know, it was mostly just secular bands and stuff. But um, as it connected more with style, with what I was used to and what I was really loving, uh, I felt like, I felt like it opened up my heart more when I, when I sung those songs. Like, um, and, and as I encountered maybe more contemporary um, worship styles, it, it enabled me to work. Yeah. Just to, to connect with God. Um, I think there was less obstacle in the way. And it seems like with your story, when you came, went to that love, that lovely little church with the, the piano and the songs um, that just maybe not your style. It's almost like the, 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 the music can, can be an obstacle in a way to, you know, to, to you inviting a friend or something like that. The style mm. is, mm. is it's, yeah, it can block something a little bit, even though it's wonderful. Yeah. If mm. it's not connecting with you, it, it's, not, it's not a tool that's serving your connection with, with Jesus. And I found that, you know, especially for us, uh, for me coming to Lifehouse in my 20s, I connected with the style uh, straight away. And I'm like, yeah, like it opens up, it opens up my worship. It's not that I have to have that, or but it it just makes it e- easier. It's reducing the obstacles towards in my worship and it's sticking with me. The songs are sticking and I'm going home and I'm singing the words. Mm. And so, yeah, I just, uh, that's, that's been my experience and, and, yeah, I've been influenced by a lot of guitar-driven music, heavy music, and then not not anymore. Over time, you, your music taste changes, and these days it's more maybe electronic and things like that. And um, I feel that church church music has, and our church music has evolved mm. with my taste. Um, I mean, there was a time as a teenager where, where I was thinking someone should start a heavy metal church. Like, I would want to <laughs> go to that. <laughs> I would want to listen to just distorted big guitars and uh, sing to sing to God, like, and uh, yeah, m- maybe that might not be attractive to many people, but I don't know. It, it, that that was what I thought as a teenager. Mm. It's like, man, mm. I, I grew up on the emo scene in Australia. I, I wanted to listen <laughs> to emo music. I wanted to sing that kind of style mm. to, to God, and um. So yeah, like for, for me, for me, the, the style is important. Um, it, it, it's the difference between, I think, an obstacle with, with in worship versus um, elevating the mm-hmm. moment. I think, mm-hmm. I think the can, good music will elevate. Yeah, well, well, maybe not good. I don't want to say good, but the music that you connect with will elevate. Um, you elevate a moment with God yeah. yeah, an experience. I mean, just yeah. like you talked about in the last episode about movies, man, you take music mm. out of a movie, mm. like it would be, it would just, it would be Dry. many times yeah. more boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a really good point. When we came to Japan, what was our intention with music? Because we did have a, because of my experience in Australia, all those years, and then a pastor in Australia, a pastor in Thailand with Viv and, um, Came to, arrived in Japan. Well, we had a, a young team of Australians, 10 Australians, and um, 
a few of them were good musicians. Uh, most of us were not, um, but a few were good. We had a good keyboard player and a good drummer, believe it or not. And um, we had a few, couple of singers. And so because the team came from Australia, we all knew the same songs. It was very easy to select a few because the Japanese were going to now come in. Young Japanese had never been to a church. Almost every young Japanese has never been to a church. And so their first experience of church we discovered was incredibly important. In fact, from that first experience would be the decision whether they would ever come back or not. It's that important. It's just that important. And I think it probably is that important in Australia too to some degree. But in Japan even more so where you, you really have one chance. And um, music is the first part of the service. So it was very important that we we had a style that was very warm. So we made a few decisions. Number one is we chose a few songs that had a limited amount of words because we were going to go bilingual, English and Japanese. And to do that, you know, the chords and – sorry, the, uh, the, the, the uh, verse and the chorus and the verse and the chorus in different languages, it makes a very long song. So we had a choice to this many praise songs, this many worship songs, and we had a repertoire of about six songs in six months. It took us a long time to get the Japanese lyrics. That's a different story. But once we had it, uh, the Japanese came in. They loved the bilingual experience. People were so happy to try and sing English. And then we hit Japanese and they would sing in their own language and they would clap. We found non-Christians, if they liked the music, they would clap. They would even jump sometimes. They would have a smile on their face. They'd come in looking sad and they would smile and so we realized how important the song selection and the lyric selection was in Japan. So what I'm going to say is the last 20 years, we've been here 20 years, it's been a continual decision of the style of song we're going to use. Very intentional. And it's not just the new people. It's also the believers because they've come in through those songs and they expect a certain style. So we've never used hymns in Japan and let me say, I'm not, we're not against hymns. In fact, I say to people when they come in and say, why don't you sing hymns? I say, well, we're on mission on Sunday. We're, we're, we're going to see some Japanese saved today. Would you come and help us to enjoy the music? Because it's very important that the foreigners uh, actually enjoy the service so that the visitors can see this is a good thing. So if you want to sing hymns, why don't you listen to it on Spotify one of the other six days of the week? And that's without any sense of, um, you know, being upset or, or it's just what I'm saying is, listen, on Sunday, would you be on mission with us? And when we explain that to people, whether they're from Australia or America or uh, Indonesia or wherever, instantly people would say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we needed to know we're on mission with our music. It's got to connect with the Japanese. It's got to be simple enough words that reflect scripture, Bible. Uh, give glory to God. And um, there were some other decisions we made with song selection and we decided not to go for what we call the more journey lyrics, the journey, I'm on a journey to God or I'm coming back to God or I'm not, I'm not feeling good but I'm soon going to feel better with God's presence. We just made a decision that that's too complex for young Japanese believers and seekers so, um, again, no, 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 no disparaging other styles and what other people do, but I'm just explaining our philosophy. We had to have a style where at the end of the worship, the Japanese felt lifted and they felt it was clear 
praise to this person called Jesus Christ. And so it, it limited, once again, our song choice. We couldn't have a lot of lyrics. We couldn't have journey music. This is, this is us. This is no one else. This is just Lifehouse. Um, and by the way, we've never taught others to do this. This is just our personal decisions. So out of that came maybe our first songs that we started to write about uh, 2012. So 10 years later, we, we arrived 2002 and about 2012, we're experimenting, writing our own songs similar to the Australian sort of songs, which sounded the same but maybe just was more lyrically um, reaching Japanese. Um, the word choice was important that we didn't use certain words that were very hard for Japanese to understand. So that's, that's a different subject. That's lyrics. But staying with music style, we also realized they were really enjoying the Australian rock style of music that was coming out of some other churches in Australia. So we incorporated some of those and they were even more happy clappy and even more jumping and um, at, at big conferences, but there would just be a youth, you know, stomp and, and, and enjoyment and, 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 praise and um and 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 that that continued for a number of years and um and then uh you know we started writing more of our own songs that had more j-pop flavor this was a shift this was a shift now because j-pop is a little bit more whimsical or a little bit more um uh thinking about certain things in life and so we included the style but not those lyrics so there were positive lyrics in the style so we we started doing that and some of this was very organic. Some of our songwriters didn't know what they were doing, but the song sounded great. Um, so it was more organic. And then the songs just could keep getting better and better. I think you would you would say yes to that. You saw the absolutely the yep. evolution. Do you just want to yep. comment on that, what, what you saw there? Yeah, I think I, I've seen our songwriters, um, I guess, just mature in their skill. Um, always had great hearts, but I think – you know, like many great bands, um, they they evolve in their skill and they get better. And um, I think with us uh, in the early days, obviously, like you, you, you try to imitate um, and you you learn from others and you copy styles and whatever, and then you start working on your own flavor. And I feel like that's exactly what you just described, um, like bringing in the, the more J-pop style of it. Um, but I think, you know, the point that we're at now is that we have our flavor um, and we have, we have this, these kind of simply worded songs, but powerful themes, mm. uh, powerful lyrics. Yeah. Um, but what I love about them is that, that we can connect with them in any culture and I'm in a different culture than you are. Yeah. Um, but these simple concepts everyone can understand mm. and mm. and not just not just christians in different cultures but non-christians in different cultures so like what you said it's missional um yeah the sun the, the sunday worship experience um but yeah I, I think for for our journey of writing songs so you you, you said t 2012 was it we started yeah so i'd, 10 I'd years. say so yeah i think so yeah and uh but, obviously yeah, it's probably right. It's probably something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think the standard has um, increased dramatically. It's mm -hmm. it's almost like year on year um, mm. better than the last. And, sure. and the, 
the the thing is a lot of the, the bands that I like like they kind of have a peak they do, like bands don't just get better and better and better and better forever mm, yeah. uh, they can't you know they they, they do kind of have a peak but I think the beauty of a church is that there's always new 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 blood on the team you know like yeah and there's 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 a and I think we're also very intentional I think one thing that surprised me about Lifehouse as I got more into the leadership and into the core of, you know, how church works was I was surprised how intentional um, you guys were at, at, at deciding like at the worship experience. It was to me coming in as an outsider. It, I mean, it was really great, but it, it seemed, I don't know. It seemed like it would be straightforward. And then I'd, I'd have a thought, Oh, what, what, what if we could sing this song? And then, but as I talked to you guys, I would, hear very well thought out answers of why we're doing this style or this approach versus another approach. And like what you said, when you explained to um, foreigners, like it just made sense to me once you explained it, it was very intentional and thought out. And so I've seen the organic side of the songwriting evolve, but I've also seen the intentionality of how leadership has made decisions around worship and what is connecting with, with the people and what is not. Um, but I'm, I'm so proud of where, where, where we're at, at, you know, as a movement, um, I think our songwriters have done an amazing job, um, and the production side of things as well, which is a whole another part of the, t- of the process. Sure. It, it's, it's exciting, isn't it? Because it is, it's like, um, it, it's, it's original music coming out of the Japanese heart. This is one of the things that we've said to the Japanese over the years is that, Japan is not just going to be a mission receiving country; it's going to be a mission giving country, and uh, that's you know out of Japan we've planted other churches, and we've said you know songs in Japan are going to flow to the world. Um, so it, it, we're missional too in our music; we're missional in our approach in, in various things, and and you know when when Hong Kong starts writing their own songs or or Bali, we're going to rejoice because it's missional; it's coming out of the heart organ- organically. And it does take time, and it takes time for music, musicians and songwriters to get confident. Definitely, yeah. definitely, because when, when it's a high standard, it's very hard to sort of jump into the pool. And um, you encourage that a lot in the early days, right? The, the yeah. songwriting, like I, I, I do remember because we weren't we weren't really doing it. I, I think that was the intentionality that that I did mm. feel is that y- you were encouraging that, yeah, encouraging the team to get together and to. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and also, you know, at, at, at one of the early songwriters is my son, Monty, and I really um, was so uh, excited that he was always saying, come on, there's got to be other songwriters too. So he's not trying to hold it to one style or one person. And then we actually started, we did get some Japanese, we do have some Japanese songwriters now and some, and some Japanese lyricists. And, and now we've actually got this concept of um, – uh, a, a group writing a song together, which is a couple of foreigners, a couple of Japanese, and we look at the lyrics in both Japanese and English. It's actually a very organic. It just happened naturally, and now it's much more collaboration, which I think is one of the reasons the lyric, the the, the, the product, if I can use that word, the product, the final product has gotten yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a, we're in a collaborative state, and it's so exciting for the songwriters to be in that. Going away, they go away for a. Um, overnight, you know, guys and girls in different uh, accommodation, but 
uh, just a day of of songwriting, bringing bringing this part. I've got a chorus, and someone says, and someone says, oh, I've got a I've got the lyrics, and 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 he come out with a number of potential songs out of a um, a collaborate co- collaboration time. And we have some songwriters, some some Japanese who make very Japanese style, and the Japanese them say, themselves say, "Oh, this is Japanese style. We love it." And the foreigners go, "This is a bit different, but we can see the impact on the Japanese, and we love it." So that's the that's the church, right? That we 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 love each other, and and so I, I there's certain certain songs I just know is more Japanese, and I think that that's going to really hit with the Japanese, and it does. And I'm looking forward to the time when we we have all styles hitting hitting somewhere there was um however the big change happened uh for us around the the, the covid because we went online a hundred percent and when we went online we were using about only about maybe a third to a half of our own songs we were using a lot from usa and australia um but when we went online um for some reason there was somebody who kept um reporting us our our like the songs we were using from an American church, uh, they were reporting us for copyright. Now, we had paid the right to every song we use. We paid the copyright to that church, to that songwriter. We're always very clear on that. But someone in Brazil, for some reason, no one, no one we knew, no one, no one knows this person, kept reporting us. And so um, when you get strikes on YouTube, they take down your, your video. And so Sunday comes, people are watching in the middle of a song and it just goes blank. And this happened about three times, the same person. Uh, and we wrote to YouTube and we said, you know, we've paid the, the, the copyright. And, and they say, oh, yeah, but when we, we get a report, we have to take you down till you, um, till, till you counter, counter that and say no. Anyway, long story short, we realized that we were using a lot of songs that were being struck by this person. And we didn't know this person. We didn't know their, who they were or what was – I didn't even know how one person can do that. Um, but we realized that the only safe thing to do was to do our own songs 100% and then nobody could strike us for any copyright. Again, even though we're paying the copyright finance, like there was nothing illegal we were doing. But we just realized if, if we're going online and we're serious, we have to go 100%. So that was a, a moment we – had to increase to 100%. And people say, why do we sing our own, all our own songs? That's the number one reason. That is the number one reason. Mm. And we're still online and we still love online and, and well over half of our people watch online every Sunday, maybe even you know more than that. And uh, we still can't have that experience of having our stuff taken down. So the 100% was not a moral choice or a style choice it was practical <laughs> it just had to happen mm. and even now we're a little bit tender to go back to other music because we just can't have things taken down but it's it's caused our songwriters to write more to to get together more to dream more and then more in the more in the group so people might say why do you only sing all your own songs at the moment well number one practical Number two, it's creating a generation of songwriters, lyricists, translators, uh, musicians. It, it's actually spawned this incredible new group. It's exciting, isn't it? Mm. And so what you're saying is it's, it's not, there's nothing against the other songs. Uh, it's, no, no, I want to make that we, really we clear. Needed it to- yeah, I mm. want to make that really clear. 
Um, but now that we're doing all our own songs, to do other songs is a little bit strange for our campuses because we've been singing our own songs for two and a half years. So used to it. Yeah. Just so used to it and they're good songs and it's just really clear and no one's going to be taken down off YouTube or whatever. It's yeah. just the way we're going forward. So someone might say, does that mean in the future you might go back to other uh, songs? The answer is yeah. In fact, we, we did the blessing um, halfway through the COVID in, in Japanese and English and it was an incredible blessing, that song. And if there's a world song, we would use it again or a – if there's a specific song with lyrics and style that just hit, hit us, mm-hmm. we would definitely be open to using those songs. But again, are we going to get a copyright strike is the question. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people would not know that that practical reason um, yeah. exists. Yeah, that is such an important thing, especially with everything we do online yeah. and we're going to continue to do. Yeah. online with our songs let me say we've got campuses in i think uh, 10 to 15 different countries and i've said to each of the songwriters or the, the musicians there if you wanted to do a a blended version of our song you could you could go into a studio and do that for example if it was in pakistan for example they could add some local drums or indonesia they could add a gamelan or something whatever <laughs> mm. um, like local remixes local remix is mm-hmm. fine to make it more ethno-musically theirs. But most most of the we're, – we're almost – I think we're in Asia exclusively. Um, most of the Asian countries, whether it's Hong Kong or Korea or Indonesia, are saying, no, it fits us perfectly. So, that's interesting. Yeah. I think there is an Asian style, actually, mm-hmm. that has developed in music. And, I mean, music is a lot more globalized yeah, than it was a hundred years ago because of the internet. And so we're all listening to stuff, you know. So even someone like a young person in Japan can be listening to the same stuff as a young person in Australia or yeah. America. And so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Although there's cultures and styles, but yeah, there's Ooh. also, I think, a, a universality to, to some degree yeah. in, in music styles. And, and probably just a final thing, we do more praise for faster songs than, than slow songs. Mm, and there is a reason point. for that, again, because we, the volume is more in, in the church service. And again, the reason is people come in wanting to feel better. You know, they want to feel better. We want them to feel better, want to be touched by God. And through the music is certainly a way they lift and inspire rather than singing a lot of slower songs. Again... No judgment, but that's just what we found in our cultures. What about more reflective type songs? Um, again, uh, Japanese have this – the Japanese pop style is very reflective. In fact, it can even be quite um, depressive at times. I'm right, quite serious. Yeah. Like, like really some yeah. of the lyrics are very, I'm, I'm all alone and I'm yeah. alone and I'm alone through the song. Mm-hmm. It's sad. I'd say Japanese has that stream. So we we want to sing slow songs that are up, that are really yep. we praise you, God. You are changed my you have changed my life. You are doing this. You are amazing. Because we want them to hear the same sounds, but now they're singing songs that are uh, not so reflective. I guess they are reflective to God, but the 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 yeah. the emphasis is I'm coming out of where I am to you. To, I'm coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm going up. 
um, which was what praise is also about going up. So our worship is also the same influence. So reflective, I'd say to people, you can listen to that Mm -hmm. more on your Spotify or or whatever you listen to. Um, If you feel you need that music, please go for it. You know, it's great. But in church, we're probably not that reflective if i don't i, I guess yep. we have to define your word there but not so much introspective right. but more yeah. outrospective if there's such a word to jesus yeah that's right maybe getting the focus off myself and onto the goodness of god and yeah yeah, yeah. and, and again if someone's him. really sad or, or depressed or had a bad moment please listen to some great christian music that is reflective there's not this is not a value judgment mm-hmm. it's a sunday decision mm-hmm. It's a service yep. decision. That's all. So, yeah, what, it seems like you're 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 kind of distinguishing the Sunday experience and what we're worshiping to and listening to versus, you know, uh, maybe private worship and things like yeah. that. I, I do think there's a big difference in what yeah. works well with a big group mm. on Sunday um, versus what what I enjoy maybe in my yeah. own time. Our songs are very different, and um, they're original. They're 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 Japanese out of Japan. They are to reach the Christians here and the seekers here. This is our mission. This is our world. Please listen to other stuff in your own time, and, and we openly say that to mm-hmm. people. We even yeah. say it from the front, from the pulpit. Say, "Hey guys, um, our music is different. If you if you please come on a mission with us, please help us to win Japan for Christ. Please be here in Japan with a great attitude." And most of our foreigners go. Wow, I love it. I'm in. Yes, Lord. And it's really amazing, just a, a little challenge to mission, just how many people come on that journey with us. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's powerful. I think as a foreigner, you know, having lived in Japan and now Hong Kong for a long time, I've never I've never felt there was a a, a problem. In fact, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't even feel like the music is super Japanese. Uh, Absolutely. I, I just I feel think, like it just connects. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it could be sung anywhere in the world right now. It, Especially yeah. with our instrumentation is a little bit lighter. And uh, I think it could, could be used in most uh, church cultures of the mm-hmm. world if if people wanted to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think I think there's a real skill with writing congregational worship, mm. like worship that everyone can sing and connect to. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I'm, I'm I'm proud of our team. I think they've done a great. really great job. That's um, great because that, that that's that's not easy. No, and I I also think the praise songs we have are amazing. I think praise songs are harder to write than worship songs, just the style. But we've got so many amazing praise songs that I go home singing. I, I wake up in the morning singing. I, like it, it, it's impacting me and I'm thinking, wow, wouldn't that be great to people just say, yeah, Jesus, you're amazing. You've changed my life. And, and singing that, I think people, it's going to help people draw out of more introspection, um, more, more, more self-thinking and more, more kingdom thinking, God thinking. There's a time for everything, right? That says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time to be uh, introspective, but there's also a time to be outgoing. And I want our Sunday experience to be the outgoing place. Maybe we can finish on uh, just some advice. I don't know if you have any advice for either songwriters or maybe churches who are thinking about 
you know, writing their own songs. How, how would you start that? Because obviously we did not we did not start for the first 10 years with our own songs. Sure. And we've transitioned to that. Advice, just get around your musicians and singers and start talking about styles and, and our mission, our style and mission. Um, what are we here to do? And there will be a lot of disagreement, but that doesn't have to be negative if we've got a mission. Um, and, and to separate the two things of preference and mission. Because some people have got a preference, but then if you explain it's not the mission, like you love that, but that's not going to help people. People say, okay, that's my preference. So separate the two things and say, what is our mission? What is our objective? Do we have a strong enough team to start writing songs or not? Not every church is going to start writing their own songs. Or what's the style of songs that we're going to actually be heading towards? And I said before that we chose songs that did not have a lot of words that was very practical, but there's also some contexts where simplicity is going to help um, the mission as well. Uh, so thinking through those issues, the, the style, what's and I think it's good for people to bring a style of music they like from even the world. Just I like the style. Uh, could we do something like this and a discussion out of that? Because I don't believe there's any right or wrong style of music. It's it's the it's the energy people put into it makes it good or evil you know so so you know rock and roll is not in itself is just a series of chord progressions and some instruments but it's the energy that either someone puts it in for their selfish reasons or for worshiping god when you pick up a guitar you can use it to to do whatever so to me the style we need to clarify there's nothing right or wrong so he, by giving an example of a song we like is not saying that we like the lyrics or the now, I wouldn't bring in something with bad lyrics, okay, but <laughs> but I like his style. Um, you know, if I was in Pakistan, for example, I'd say I would hear some music and say, and, and do it on Shazam or one of those app, apps where you record it and say, can we do that style? And I'm not saying the lyrics, but I like that style. Like it's in your, it's in your culture and I really like it. Do you like it? And people say, yeah, or could we work on doing that? And I think that's going to help local teams to know the style that we want. Um, and there are some styles where there are a lot of great songs out there. I, I'm just not sure. I'm, sh I'm sure there's a sort of bit crowded with a lot of songs that are, are, are all good. But then there's this other area maybe we could actually get a little bit more uh, investigative and, and, and original uh, in our culture and mission, which, which I think will lead to excitement within a team. That's just my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think for the musicians and for those creative people, they should be eating this up. They should be loving this. <laughs> what a what an exciting challenge! Yeah, to uh, write relevant songs and and to hear them sung by your church. Mm. It's pretty cool. It's really great. And then you hear your kids come home humming it, and and you hear others and the kids in kids' church. We did a a new version of the Lord's Prayer in just a, a Japanese version, very simple. And adults and kids are, sing are still singing that in Japanese. It's very catchy. So then they've learnt the Lord's Prayer. That's another example for songs we wanted to write with certain lyrics. Mm. Well, it's, it's amazing, Pastor. I think we'll have to finish there. It's been a great yeah. discussion these last two episodes on our worship written within and why we do that. And uh, keep writing, songwriters. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Fantastic. We'll see you next time. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.